Hi, my name is Jesse, and I help business leaders protect their passions. How? I'll tell you, by working with them to protect their business from today's cyber threats. So grab a coffee or whatever beverage you want and tune in for quick tips and important security news that could save your business today on Coffee and Security. Today, as we wrap up 2021, lots of cybersecurity professionals and companies are blogging about their predictions for the start of next year, or for 2022, 2023, 2024, 2025, they're going all out. What new threats might we see in the coming year? What problems that are happening now are just gonna keep getting worse and more? Here are the top predictions for the coming year with cybersecurity on coffee and security. My coffee for today is just standard old good pumpkin spice coffee from Starbucks with a little sweetener in it, so I guess going a little dark today. Not a reflection of how I'm feeling in any way. Well, let's jump right in. We only have a few more days left in 2021, so lots of folks are making their predictions. First of all, the basics are still the highest priority. That's true today, that's true yesterday, that's true next year. And what I mean by the basics is a good risk-based vulnerability management program. And for those of you who haven't heard me talk about vulnerability management before, that's not the same thing as patch management. Vulnerability management is much, much more than patch management. So we've got our automated patching, of course, but where vulnerability management comes in is actually knowing whether or not these issues have been fixed, even with the patch applied, or uh, whether or not the patches have actually been applied, if the patches are automated. It's also making sure you know what's on your network. A good cybersecurity program starts with asset management. You have to know what you have Okay, you have to know where your data lives, and then you have to know what vulnerabilities exist on those things. But if you don't know what you have or where your data lives, then you can't even really get started anywhere else. But good vulnerability management, that's knowing what you have, knowing what your vulnerabilities are, what known vulnerabilities and bugs there are, whether or not those have been exploited, whether or not they are critical priority vulnerability because they can be easily exploited, whether or not they apply to your critical devices where your data is, is accessed or where your data lives especially. Uh, these are things that go into risk-based vulnerability management. Obviously, if you've, if you've been in, in cybersecurity or even IT for a little while, you know that patching everything or installing every firmware update or keeping every vulnerability out is, is almost a, a losing battle. And it's really not worth the time that's put in if you're trying to focus on all of these things that aren't very risky for your environment. So that's where um, you want to focus on the, the vulnerabilities that are most critical or to your assets that are most critical to protect and you knock out those uh, quickly, as quick as ever, like the same day for some of these vulnerabilities. And then you've got endpoint protection. So obviously a good endpoint protection product, and I don't mean antivirus, I mean a good endpoint protection product that has EDR, which is endpoint detection and response, so that you can actually track the changes that are being made in your environment and rewind and look at what's, what's occurred. 
those types of things. Uh, you really, in 2022, need to be thinking a little bit farther past EDR into sort of managing that. If you don't have the staff to manage the EDR and to constantly be monitoring and looking for threats in your environment, then you need some help with that. That's what managed detection and response, MDR, is. And there are lots of third-party services out there that help with that for your environment. Then you need a really good email security product. I've said this before, one that really focuses on phishing, business email compromise, fake login pages. This is not your standard old security email gateway. This is not the Microsoft Exchange Online Protection or EOP service. It's really not even Microsoft's Advanced Threat Protection Plan 1. It's a step past that where you're focusing on these types of issues. You're really bringing and leveraging in the crowdsourced information or multiple threat feeds and sources of data that help identify threats in your environment. You're leveraging automation to pull out those emails from all your mailboxes before they can be used and much faster than just using Microsoft's built-ins, you know, your search online search functionality or audit functionality that email security uh, even better with a little baked in training so that your uh, folks can do phishing simulations and really try to uh, learn and understand a little bit because these things are getting more and more complicated to see and even our cybersecurity and IT folks aren't immune to these threats. So let's talk a little bit about our predictions. First of all, got a handful of threats that are going to continue and likely get worse in the new year. We've seen and lots of our cybersecurity brothers and sisters have seen ransomware has been on an uptick this year. And, and it's not just ransoming and grabbing those computer systems and encrypting them and asking for money that's happening. We're seeing increasing numbers of data exfiltration where people, the ransomware threat actors are grabbing that data and then they're also ransoming the data. Um, so if you don't pay, they release your you know, private customer patient information or they release your business proprietary information or your code, your user account information, whatever they've got, they release to the dark web and they sell it so that they can make money. And then you've also got these new ones that are coming in and just using BitLocker to encrypt everything and they don't even care about your data anymore. So there's just all kinds of different permutations of ransomware type activity happening out there, but we're largely the industry is expecting that it will double or even triple next year, especially so as we enter the new year. And we're finding that working on backups, which while while those are very important to have, working on them alone is less and less of a good idea. You can't just count on your backups to save you. And even if you've got and done everything right, you've got your backups, you've got their, their ransomware you know, resilient, you've got your endpoint detection and response, really good protection out there. And you've got you know, your trained, educated employees and you respond quickly, that even if you do everything right, if you get hit with ransomware and, and they find a way in because you've got some old Windows 7 computers out there that just aren't compatible with EDR, you've got some old healthcare technology out there that you forgot to put on its own network, you're going to see that um, it's going to take weeks or longer to recover from this threat. So you have to be ready for your, from a business continuity standpoint to operate in that because you still have to pay payroll while you're recovering from ransomware, right? Unless you're, I guess, laying everybody off, which would be extremely unfortunate for you. 
Along these lines, we're going to see healthcare systems reach a critical threshold. The number of attacks, the percentage of attacks that are happening on healthcare and other critical aspects of our country are, are going to be on the rise. They've been on the rise and they're going to be even more on the rise next year. That's where the money is. I mean, they're going to follow that, right? We did a recent podcast episode and posted a couple blog posts for protecting SMB healthcare and, and what what you guys as, as small business healthcare organizations can start doing to take a look at your cybersecurity stance and take the steps that you need to begin making progress there. Uh, it's really important for that small business clinic, that small business, small um, doctor's practice that's out there. If you're not backed by a lot of money in the hospital healthcare system, you're going to have a hard time identifying some of these areas sometimes or maybe you don't know where to look and even if you are backed by that hospital big money i mean you're still getting breached too so you have to always be vigilant always be moving forward and always be looking at where these threats are and being able to monitor detect and recover from them no matter where they're coming from you're going to see an increase in hybrid work working from home and cybersecurity solutions that are focused and tailored that are distributed and meant to work more from anywhere instead of from home. And a lot of the new cybersecurity companies that are coming out, uh, they're not sort of held by the old standards of, you know, your cybersecurity wall where everything at the company is protected and safe and you're all you're working from your fortress and your sock. Uh, things are a lot different with distributed incident response and different uh, solutions out there that can work from anywhere and they're designed to work from anywhere even on bring your own devices and home networks and it's not going anywhere people are working from home i mean probably for the long haul probably forever same thing with phishing phishing business email compromise these types of attacks are extremely successful and as such they're not going anywhere but they are getting more and more craftier uh, the emails are getting better and more convincing they're using different methods of communication you know text messaging voice one of the most alarming ones is the deep fake phone calls if your ceo has you know got a lot of videos out there or has done a lot of talks they may actually call you using your ceo's voice which is much more alarming there are lots of different tricks out there but you need to stay ahead of where that is going, where it's been, and just make sure that you're educated and that your teams are educated and that your staff and employees are educated on what the most common threats are out there because they're going to be facing them. And let's be honest, it's not all your security team that's going to be facing them. It's also everyone's. It's Joe in accounting and it's the receptionist down, uh, down the road and it's the person who enters in the data at the end of the day. Uh, these people are going to see these phishing attacks. Lots of continuing threats. The basics are still highest priority. Uh, what are some new areas of focus? So there's a lot of folks out there, a lot of cybersecurity folks out there that are predicting that SaaS or software as a service security and governance is going to be a huge, huge deal in 2022. And you know, why is that? Well, look at what people have been doing in the last two years. Uh, lots of companies have been moving to SaaS. Uh, you've been moving to Office 365 for all of your office needs in terms of collaboration, file storage, communication, email, all of that is in 365. You've got your Salesforce, you've got your, uh, you know, maybe your Google Workspace account, you've got your time clocks and your payroll in the cloud. You've got all of these things 
running in software as a service cloud. And unfortunately, that can cause sprawl. And you can have a lot of different cybersecurity issues because you've got software as a service and 10 different platforms. Maybe you haven't actually configured those correctly, which is a very common issue, especially in Microsoft 365. You've got to not only have it, but you have to configure it correctly, maintain and monitor that it's secure at all times. So this is a very common thing today with Microsoft 365, but we'll see it more and more and more and more attacks on that software as a service for Azure, for Azure Active Directory, for Amazon AWS, for Google, you're gonna see different attacks in these areas. So be ready and begin understanding your security risk and your vulnerabilities that you have in these services. You're gonna see, and this is one that I think we're gonna see, which is data protection over device protection, right? So a lot of a lot of recommendations exist out there for protecting your devices that don't really even think about where the data lives, especially in the compliance area. And you know, if you're in a regulated industry like healthcare, finance, it's it's important to know where that data is and where that data leakage is. It's very common for staff to download a file to the computer to print or scan, and and then maybe they're going to leave that file on there. They don't think about it after that. Well, what happens over time is you have a lot of information, that's patient information, a lot of protected information, a lot of privacy issues possibly. You've got these files lying everywhere. You don't realize it and then someone steals a laptop from you and you don't know that that data is on there. So it ends up putting you sort of at a side swipe. It ends up uh, being a risk you weren't aware of. So what I mean by data protection over device protection is focus on finding where that data is, understanding it, and then eventually controlling it or even encrypting it to avoid it being in the hands of other people. Now, a lot of people have put like data, you know, you got DLP solutions, data loss prevention or protection solutions. These solutions can cost a shit ton of money. I guess I have to mark this as explicit now. They can, they can be really expensive out there and you usually see these in enterprise companies. Well, the small business market, small to medium-sized businesses need a solution as well to find and protect this data and add that to their overall solution that covers them. And now I think you're gonna see more and more of that market opening up and more and more of the average company understanding where their data lies and what their risks are. I think we're also gonna see more cybersecurity and privacy laws. I think we're gonna see that continue to put pressure on smaller businesses, on unregulated industries, and on service providers, and that's your IT service providers, your accountants, uh, whoever's working with you to make sure that they are responsible for protecting your data. We're gonna see more and more of that out there, uh, hopefully not, but we're gonna see more walls of shame. We're gonna see more, like I think there are plenty of governor wall of shames. If you've been breached, you have to report it to the state and the state puts it on a wall of shame. Eventually, what I think we're gonna see here is businesses using this information, using your security reading as a service provider to pick a service provider which will be very interesting um, in the future. I think the game has changed for anyone in the IT service provider industry, especially. You have to protect yourself and your clients. You can't, you can't rely on that break-fix terminology and, and that, that uh, lack of blame that you have to, to sustain you much longer. 
I think now we're going to also see that all operating systems need to be protected. And a lot of a lot of businesses have Windows, and maybe they have got a handful of Macs, maybe a handful of Linux, maybe a handful of Chrome OS. But I think we're going to see that if we have anything unprotected and not part of the EDR solutions or not part of the XDR solutions, whatever you want to call it today, that you're going to be just wide open hole for problems. And that's vulnerability management, endpoint protection, etc. And then this one is uh, this is one that I'm particularly interested in. I think we're going to see mobile device endpoint protection, mobile device protection, becoming as important as endpoint protection. And if you think about why the evolution of this, when everybody started working from home, especially, a lot of people access their company information from what their smartphones, their mobile devices, their iPads, their Chrome OS books, things that aren't traditional endpoints, things that are personally owned in a lot of cases, I think more than 70% of cases, last time I did the research on this. So as businesses, we have to focus on, okay, are these devices risky? Are we allowing an infected device to connect to and access our company information? Are we allowing this identity to become compromised, perhaps a person who owns it uh, in such a way that we're putting our business at risk? And so looking at that, not only from a business standpoint, but from a consumer standpoint, I mean, I don't know about you, but I personally don't want to have to ever deal with Pegasus or and all of these other threats to my iOS devices that are out there that are just wide opening my camera and wide opening microphones that, so that people can listen to me and see me and, at whim and download all of my information, photos and contacts and, and messages. So I think that if businesses extend this protection, this mobile device protection to people's personal devices, that they might even be helping those people with their personal protection, which is, I think, a fantastic uh, benefit for employees. So long as that solution is privacy first and the business is limited in what they can see in terms of activity and focusing on the threats and vulnerabilities alone. And so that way, if there's not a privacy concern, then obviously, um, I think as consumers, we'll be less concerned. All right, well, that's the wrap. So 2021, few days left, 2022, lots of exciting things in the future, both from a forging ahead and, and mo a lot more of the same from a cybersecurity standpoint with some new areas of focus as the businesses move into the new areas and, these, and the growth in these new areas go up, so will the threats. But have a fantastic week. I'll talk to you again in a couple of days, one more time before the end of the year. And uh, thanks for listening. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode, new shows twice a week. Follow our podcast, tell your friends, like, share, all the things if you found this helpful. Let's get the word out to the masses so small businesses can better defend themselves from cyber threats. For more information and for personalized consultation, <laughs> head over to our website at insula.tech. That's I-N-S-U-L-A dot tech. And look for the contact us link or check the show notes for a direct link.